Glory to God. That gets you stirred up. I'm fired up. How many know God's not a respecter of persons? He doesn't show partiality. What he did for, for his mom, he'll do for us. He'll do for anyone. You know, he's a good father. That's who he is. He's a father that loves his kids. Anybody in here have kids? Anybody here have multiple kids? How, how many of us have multiple kids if, if your kids, two or more of them, come down with some sickness, you're not like going to take one to the ER and make sure that they're okay and just leave the other one and just, ah, uh, this one's not very good. Doesn't matter how big of a rascal that one is, you're still taking them both to go get fixed up and make sure they're okay and come on, that's, that's us as carnal parents. How much more does God care about each one of his kids? No matter how rascally we are, <laughs> no matter how we've messed up, he loves us and he's a good father. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to get talking about healing tonight, do some more, talk about how God is a good father. We're going to get into that subject heavy um, because once you realize how good the Lord is, you realize how easy it is to receive from him. Once you're convinced that God's will for your life is to be completely healed, no ifs, ands, or buts, 100% guaranteed, it just puts you in a position to really easily receive healing from him. And he's, he's, he's wanting you healed more than you want you healed. He has a desire for you to be walking out his plan, his purpose for your life more than you do. And so that's the kind of God we serve. That's the father that loves us and sent his own son to die for us, to pay for our sin, to pay and take the burden of our sicknesses and our disease, to take stripes on his back so we could walk in divine, perfect health. Amen? I want to uh, share a quick testimony. It's sort of a testimony. Um, this, this was several years ago. I was at a youth camp, and I was one of the youth leaders this is before I was in ministry. And, uh, and we, at the time, our youth camps were in connection with another church. And so there was multiple churches at this youth camp. And there was this other youth leader that was there. And he had his, his eyes, one of his eyes was, was just a, a lazy eye, kind of did its own thing. And one of his eyes he saw from, and that's how he tracked his vision. And, uh, and one evening, I'm talking to him about healing. And, and, I, and I just looked at him and said, you know, the Lord, he wants to heal your eyes right now. And he's like, are you, what are you, are you sure are you, he really wants to do that? And I said, absolutely. He wants to heal your eyes right now. And he goes, well, if he does, then let's, let's get it done. I want, I want what the Lord wants. I said, praise God. So I laid hands on his eyes. I just put my hands over his eyes. And, uh, and I took my hands off after I commanded his eyes to be healed and I kid you not, his, his lazy eye went perfectly straight, started tracking just like that, not, didn't take five minutes, was just instantaneous. And, uh, and I'm like, praise God, look at you. You'd see perfectly, can't you? He's like, yeah, that's amazing. I can, I can almost not, I almost can't believe it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, at least believe it because you can see, right? Like... <laughs> Seeing is believing sometimes, right? And, uh, and we, he, I, I was asking him about, you know, what had happened and how that, you know, what was the root of it. 
And he, shar- he started sharing about how when he was younger, he got into a car accident and a uh, few different things had happened, but one of them was uh, it caused one of his eyes to stop tracking. And, uh, and, then he sa- and then he starts talking about this story and he's like, and that's part of my testimony. And after that, I just really started seeking God strong. Like that really got my attention. And he said, and I really believe, this is what he goes on to say, he goes, I really believe that the Lord caused that so that I would start really seeking him and I, I would start really getting my life uh, in a place where I'm 100% for God. And as he's saying this, not, not kidding you, as he's saying this, his, his now good eye starts going right back to where it was. And I, and he, and I said, hey, listen, that's, just, that's not really how this works. How this works was those things that happened to you were not God's origination. He didn't plan those things to happen to you, but he can take a bad situation. He can take what the devil means for your harm, and he can turn that thing around and, and turn it into his glory, and he can have you serving him, and the devil, he's going to rub the devil's nose in what he tried to do, right? And, uh, and he really was like, he really was like, I don't know. I really think the Lord caused that, and I really believe that it was just part of his will. And I said, if you, if you will hold on to that belief, you won't get healed because you're, the will of God for you is that you're not healed, that this thing happened to you. But if you will believe that he wants you well and that he wasn't a part of that, your eye's gonna go right back to healed like it just was. Like, By the way, the will of God was you just got healed. I think that's pretty obvious. I mean... That, was, that didn't happen by accident. And, uh, and sure enough, he just rejected it. He just said, I just think, and, and, and I, I think sometimes, you know, that's, that comes from, a, from religion, where religion gets in and beliefs about the will of God and the beliefs about what God's ultimate plan is uh, for an individual's life. And, and so many times I see it happen where people question the will of God concerning their healing, and when there's, the, when there's an, even just the slightest question, it's, it's a complete hindrance to receiving healing. The, how, how many know that the will of God being known is the starting point of faith? You can't have faith for something if you don't know it's the will of God. The, once you are confident in the will of God, that's the starting point of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How do you know the will of God? Because of his word. What he's spoken is his will. And there's a lot that this Bible talks about regarding healing and specifically for us as believers who have now stepped into a covenant with him through Jesus Christ, who, put, who paid the ultimate price, who got healing for us by taking stripes on his back. Amen? And so... I think the enemy has done a really good job, especially in the, in the Western church, of propagating a lie that says God's causing things to happen, or just as bad, he's allowing things to happen. So one, you uh, can be taught some lesson somehow, which according to everything I see, the lessons he teaches, he uses his word to do, and not the evil that the devil does. And so I think the devil has done a really good job of getting a lot of Christians in a place of passivity to what the devil's doing in their life 
Because they're looking at God and saying, what are you trying to teach me, Lord? What are you trying to do? Or, or Lord, you must be angry with me at something I've done. You're, they're looking at their own performance and God's causing this because I did this and I probably deserve this for some reason. And if you were the devil, wouldn't you want to go around unnoticed, undetected, causing guilt, causing shame, causing pain, causing disease, causing death, kill, steal, and destroy, as Jesus said? Wouldn't you want to go around doing all that under the radar and at the same time, the people that God loves are turning to him and pointing their finger at him, the one that the devil hates the most, and saying, God, what are you doing? It's just, a, it's just a lie from the pit of hell that has been propagated across our land, saying that God's a part of, or he's originating, some of the bad things that are happening in people's lives. He is a good God. The Bible says he's the father of lights. And every good and perfect gift come down from him. In him there's no evil, there's no shadow of turning. He is a good father. He only does good. And, and I, I think it's good for us to get settled in us that 100% of the time, it's the will of God for you to be whole, for you to walk in health, and there's no, it doesn't matter if what you did caused it. It doesn't matter if you sinned and then, oh, now this happened. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter, matter who you were. God wants you completely whole. So we have to stop basing our worthiness, our qualifications on receiving from God off of our performance, off of what we've done, and base it solely on his goodness. When it's solely 100% on what God has done, when it's 100% on how good he is, it puts you in a position of this is a guaranteed thing. This is, this is a guaranteed thing. This is 100% his will every time is for me to be healed, for me to be whole. And you might be sitting in your chair thinking, well, if that was the case, then why am I dealing with this? Why is this, how many years have I dealt with this and this whole time you're telling me God's wanted me to not have to go through this? Absolutely. So why does it happen? That's a great question and a real deep question that could take a while to go into. But essentially, what Jesus paid for you has to be received by you by faith. And you have to walk in it. You have to believe what God did. And if you don't know, if you don't know the will of God, how are you going to have faith for it? If you don't know that he wants you well and it's his will, how are you going to receive it? The will of God doesn't automatically happen. Again, this is part of that. It's all connected to that lie that the devil created that says everything that you see happen is God's will. It's not. God didn't create sin. God's not the author of sin. We know sickness, disease, and health problems are the fruit of sin. If Adam and Eve never sinned, guess what? We're walking around perfect. Every single day, no one's dying. Was it God's will that Adam and Eve sinned? He told them not to. It was his will that they wouldn't do that. So if God got his perfect will the whole time, we would be living still in the Garden of Eden in paradise, walking around perfectly healthy, living forever. Life would be good. Life would be really good. 
but we messed it up. And there's a real devil who came and deceived man, deceived Eve, deceived Adam. And guess what? We live in that fallen world now. And so that fallen world has things like sickness and disease. And if you don't know that God's already paid for you to have complete wholeness from all of those curses, the curses of of what came when Adam and Eve sinned, if you don't know that, then you're going to suffer them because the devil will put them on you illegally. What he does is illegal. He's not operating according to the law. The law states that we're healed. The law is, the law of the land is, Jesus paid for your healing. It's a done deal. It's no question about it. Jesus healed us. Jesus took it on him. He bore our sickness. He bore our diseases. That's final. It's done. So why do we see injustices? Because there's a real devil who goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's doing things illegally, and it takes believers to enforce the law. And the law is, we're healed. And if you don't enforce it and you don't receive that, then we're going to miss it. And we're going to allow the devil to just keep killing, stealing, and destroying in our own life if we don't know that God's will is for us to be healed. He wants it all the time. Now, sometimes, sometimes this question of what's the will of God and how things work sometimes gets... Uh, confused because of how good God turns situations around. Sometimes he turns situations around so beautifully and so redeems it so 100% that it kind of leaves us sitting there like, wait, was that the plan all along for me to make that mistake and me to have that disease? But he turns it around so good that sometimes people inerrantly translate that as, oh, that, maybe that was the will of God for me to go through that, kind of like the guy that I was talking about who had the issue with his eye. And uh, you guys remember David and Bathsheba? You guys remember, remember David? Remember how he um, totally blew it, right? He, he ended up having an affair with Bathsheba. Uh, she was a married woman. Uriah was her, her husband. He ends up getting... Uh, uh, Bathsheba pregnant, and at the same time, he's trying to get Uriah and manipulate Uriah to go uh, lay with his wife so he could pretend like his sin didn't happen. And, um, and Uriah is such an amazing man of honor that he's not even willing to do that because the rest of his uh, men are out to battle. He's like, I'm not going to do that. And, uh, and ultimately, David ends up uh, murdering Uriah. So not only does he commit adultery, he murders the guy and, uh, and then kind of tries to hide it all, make it seem like nothing happened. And uh, the Bible talks about how he did all, did all this in secret. And, uh, and at the end of that, um, there were repercussions for what David did. And uh, there was, there was he had, his, his son ended up dying. And, uh, but afterward, he married Bathsheba, so, so David blows it, right? He completely blows this. He messes up royally. Then he marries Bathsheba, and they have a second son, and his name is Solomon. Solomon is now the heir to the throne. So God takes a bad situation, 
and brings forth something really good. Well, he doesn't stop there. Solomon's, Solomon is the start of God redeeming David and, the, and, and his problems and his sin. He actually uses David and Bathsheba and, the, and his lineage uh, through Solomon to bring Jesus into the earth. You know, Jesus, son of David. Do you know that's Jesus and Bathsheba's great, 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 great grandson? Did you know that? 14 generations or so, or 28 generations or so later, Jesus comes about and God planned that David's lineage would bring forth the Messiah. But he chose to use a situation that David completely messed up in and redeemed it and brought the Son of God to, to into, into, into the earth through a messed up situation. To make you wonder, like, did you plan that? <laughs> Was that the plan all along to use? He's like, no, that's not his plan. But God is a God who really likes to take messed up situations and turn them around so good, and they're so wonderful by the end of it, you're thinking, man, it's so good. Was that the plan all along? Was it really supposed to happen like this all along? Listen, it doesn't matter how bad your situation is. It doesn't matter what you've done to put yourself in the situation that you're in as far as physically. The good news is God's an expert at taking those situations that were meant to kill you, that were meant to take you down, that were meant to stop you from doing what you're called to do, turn them around to the degree that now, wow, look at God getting his will done. He does it so marvelously, so miraculously, so over the top good and redeemed that you're sitting there saying, I'm almost glad I messed up that bad. It's like, no, you're not glad that you messed up bad because remember there was a whole time of pain and anguish that came of that. That's not his will that you would go through that either. But God likes to turn situations around and he wants to fix things to the degree that it almost gets people convinced that it was him starting that whole thing to, to begin with. See, the devil is... Uh, he, he's, he's extremely cunning, but at the same time, he doesn't have the foresight God does. He doesn't have the ability to see the end and how things are going to turn out like God does. So he just keeps playing everything the devil does. He keeps playing into things. He keeps doing evil, causing evil. He keeps getting people who are sick, uh, believers sick. He keeps getting them diseased. He keeps doing all these things. And at the same time, God's like, devil, you, you want another testimony of how good I am? Oh, okay, I'm going to turn that situation around. I'm going to get them healed so miraculously that we're going to have a church shouting at one time about a testimony of a woman in Wyoming getting healed and set free. Come on. God's made provision for every single dumb thing the devil's trying to do to you. Everything that the devil has thrown at you, every disease, every sickness, God's made complete provision for it. Nothing surprises him. He's not surprised at the disease. He's not surprised at your issue, your physical ailment, back pain. You know, maybe you hurt your own back. Maybe you hurt your own joints. 
Yep, the Lord knew that was going to happen. He saw it. He saw it, he saw it way, 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 way back 2,000 years ago. And he said, I'm going to take that problem. I'm going to put it on my son. And he, I'm going to have him completely pay for it so you don't have to suffer through it. He's going to be in your place suffering every physical ailment that, that you are, uh, are going to experience. And you're going to be able to receive complete healing for it. That's the plan of God. And there's not one thing that falls out of that purview. There's not one thing that falls out of that umbrella. There's no ailment that is disqualified from the power of God fixing. Every single problem, I don't care if you've had it your whole life, I don't care if you were born with it. It doesn't matter if every single doctor has said the same thing. It doesn't matter if your dad had it, your mom had it. It doesn't matter how generational it is. God's provision for healing is enough to heal everything and anything that is wrong. This is the will of God. This is his plan for your life, that you're going to walk out of here tonight. Now, now listen, it's not just God wants you well. It's God wants you well tonight. God wants you healed now. He's not wanting you to be healed in heaven. You're not going to need to be healed in heaven. You need to be healed now. See, the will of God is that everyone would walk perfectly in perfect health. And it was sin and the devil who messed that up, who caused all these things to come into place in the beginning. And it's ultimately God who undid it all at the cross. And and even in heaven, right? Remember Jesus praying and he said, Father, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So even Jesus showed us that by that prayer, God's will for us here is not different than it is in heaven. It's the same will. He wants you to have a good satisfying life. He wants you to walk in perfect health. He wants you to walk in purpose. He wants to walk, have you feel, fulfill the plan of God for your life. He wants all those things now, and he's going to want all those things forever and eternity. There, it's no different. He doesn't have separate wills. It's not, yeah, you're going to suffer now, but don't worry. Someday my will will just automatically change. Once you leave, once you leave your body, everything's going to change for you. Kind of God is that? <laughs> Why then? It's like, no, God's will for your life is the same today as it was in the garden and as it will be in heaven. He wants your body completely whole. There is nothing outside of his power. There's nothing outside of his, his plan for you to be healed. There's no ailment. There's no situation that you've got yourself into. It's 100% of the time, he wants you whole. Come on, the Lord's so faithful. The Lord's so good. He loves you so much. He is a good father. If I can just say, get yourself convinced on the inside of his goodness. How good God is. I remember one time I was... um, my wife was dealing with some abdominal pain. This was years ago. And, uh, and we, uh, this had lasted for like a week or so. 
And you know, we're, some, we're praying and we're thanking the Lord for healing. And one night it's persisting and I'm like, I'm, get, I'm annoyed. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting this thing done. And, uh, and she is too. And I said, you know what? Let's just, let's, let's talk to the Lord. We're just gonna go in. We're gonna talk to the Lord about what's going on. And I remember we're praying and I, and I remember praying this, Lord, we want this thing gone. Just honest the best, the best policy with the Lord is honesty, right? Lord, we want this thing gone. And I heard on the inside of me so distinctly, and, and so did Kate. She heard the same thing. He said, I want it gone more than you do. Just echoed right back. I want it gone more than you do. And it made me just like, then why, what is the holdout? Like, why? And apparently that was something that was hindering us from receiving because right after that, I'm like, well, then we're praying because if you want it more than I do, this is, this is easy. And so we prayed one more time. We said, Lord, you want this thing gone more than us. So thank you, Lord. It's gone. We command this thing to go in Jesus' name. And instantly it was completely gone. Never had to deal with it again. If you can get convinced that God really does want you healed more than you want you healed, it's going to be so easy to receive. It's going to be so easy to just say, then so be it. Really, that's what healing is. It's just an agreement with God. It's just getting an agreement saying, Lord, you're right. Your word says this, so it's true. Lord, you want me healed, so therefore, I'm going to go ahead and get your will done in my body. I'm going to go ahead and let you have your way. No, I want to stand in your way, Lord. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done, right? Not what I want, but you, what you want, which is I'm getting my healing tonight. I'm walking out of those doors or those doors completely set free. And I'm not going to settle for anything less than what God wants. Anything less than what he has planned for my life. Psalm 23, 6 Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all of my days. Come on, have that mindset. God's goodness is out for me. He's, you know, have this mindset. I'm the apple of God's eye. I put a smile on my father's face. He's so happy. He's so pleased with me. It's like, well, you don't know what I've done. It's like, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because God, it's based on his goodness. It's not based on ours. You guys remember the prodigal son? You guys remember the son that was the lost son? You remember what happened with him? He, uh, he took his half of the inheritance, blew it on living that was sinful. He ends up working for a, a guy in the fields feeding the pigs He's so hungry, he starts eating the pig's food, and it dawns on him that his father's servants, uh, his father's very wealthy, this is a, it's a parable, right? His father's very wealthy, and his servants eat better than he is as his son. He's like, I'm going to go to my father, I'm going to repent, I'm going to tell him that uh, I'm not worthy to be his son, but maybe he'll let me be like one of his servants. And so I'm going to go go to him and uh, fall on my knees, and hopefully he's going to take me back. You guys remember the story, what happens? 
on his way to his father's house. The father sees the son, comes running toward him, puts the robe on him, puts a ring on his finger, and says, my son has returned. Let's throw a party for him. He's my son. He's not angry. How many know the prodigal son grossly underestimated the goodness of his father? Grossly underestimated how good his father was. Does that happen with us? Or we have maybe grossly underestimated how good God is. He's so good in every situation that you face, in every problem you come in contact with. He wants to make you more than a conqueror. He wants you to be the overcomer that he's designed you to be. He wants you to walk free of everything the devil's tried to put on you. Every single chain he came to break, every single broken heart he came to heal, every single sickness and disease. The Bible says that everything, that the, all the works of the enemy, Jesus came to destroy. He came to destroy those. That's us. Those are the things that are happening in our life today. What's going on in your body tonight, the same Jesus is here. The same Jesus is here to heal you. He's the healer. He's the Lord. He's faithful. He always does what he says he's going to do. And can I tell you, it doesn't matter how bad you've messed up. It doesn't matter how bad your situation looks. It doesn't matter if you got diagnosed that you're going to only live for three weeks and it's been three months since that diagnosis. It doesn't matter how it looks. The power of God is present here right now because Jesus is in the room to heal every single thing that's going on in your body. Every single thing. Why? Because God's a good God. Because he loves you so much. Because he only wants good for you, he doesn't have the capacity for anything else. He doesn't have the capacity for evil, to want something evil for someone. He only wants your complete and utter healing, wholeness, everything working like it should. Come on, he's a good father. Amen? Amen. So in just a moment, what we're going to do is we're going to have... don't, don't get up yet, but in a moment, we're going to have people who uh, came to get something healed. You got anything going on in your body, we're going to lay hands on those who, who come up. And when hands are laid on you, the power of God that's been here for 2,000 years is going to go right into your body, and it's going to be a heat-seeking missile. It's going to know exactly what's going on. You won't have to share with us what you're, what's going on in your body. The Lord, he already saw the devil's attacks in your life. He already made provision for it. So there's no need for you to tell us because the Lord knows. And it's him who's healing you. It's not, oh, because one of us knows what's wrong, that's going to cause the healing. No, the healing is going to be caused because Jesus Christ paid for it 2,000 years ago, and he's now present healing our bodies in this very room. Amen?